Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back in the Steeples Sports Studio, Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here for Sports on a Sunday morning. We're at Bush Stadium today. Cards and Reds coming up uh, in just a bit. And later tonight, uh, 545 with the pregame, 6 o'clock with the kickoff. It'll be MLS next pro action. St. Louis City 2 is in action. They finish off their regular season tonight over at SIUE. The man who will call that game here on Camo X is Nate Gatter, and I'm happy to have uh, Nate join us here. And uh, Nate, welcome to Camo X this morning, and I'm sure you're excited about the uh, game tonight. Oh, thanks for having me, Joe. Very excited. I think uh, this should be a, a fun game and, and certainly a lot on the line for City 2 tonight. Uh, Nate is a uh, St. Louis native, and uh, I believe Clayton High School. Is that right? That's correct. All right. Clayton High School uh, spent some time in the Frontier League with the Gateway Grizzlies. Uh, Nate and I have known each other for a while. A lot of uh, work for uh, the Missouri Tigers as well. Uh, and now you venture into MLS uh, Next Pro. What is uh, what's excited you as you've gotten to kind of pick apart this team and, and in your preparation? What do you expect from tonight's uh, regular season finale? Well, I think first of all, from a big picture standpoint, what's really exciting or interesting about this team is that MLS Next Pro as a league in general is used in different ways by different teams, and particularly for a team like St. Louis City or a club like St. Louis City. The way they've used City 2 is partially in the traditional way as sort of an outlet of the academy and playing some younger players. You get even some amateurs, some teenagers, local high school players who are getting an opportunity to play in what is a professional league. And yet St. Louis City 2 is also being used to prepare the players who are going to be in MLS in, in February. The CEO Carolyn Kendall Betts and the ownership group has been uh, really aggressive about allowing the front office to get those MLS players in and get them training with the team as early as possible and make sure that they're uh, up to speed to allow City to hit the ground running uh, in February when MLS kicks off. So you have, for instance, uh, maybe a 15-year-old in the team in Caden Glover who got his City 2 debut last weekend and potentially playing with a 31-year-old goalkeeper who made 450-plus appearances for Borussia Dortmund, one of the biggest clubs in Europe. <laughs> so I think that's a lot yeah, of fun, nope. just the dichotomy between those two things and how the roster mixes. And, and, and you're exactly right. And I, I actually was visiting with Lutz Fannenstiel, the sporting director for St. Louis City, yesterday. He was here at Bush Stadium, as a matter of fact. And, and he said, you know, just talking about the success of 
St. Louis City, too, that are they're challenging for you know the top of their conference and a chance, obviously, to host a playoff game. They're already in the playoffs, and and he kind of mentioned that you know from the outside that was probably a little bit unexpected. Of course, that's not the case probably from the inside. They knew or they fully expected that this team was going to uh, compete the way they have this year. Yeah, they have a lot of talent on this roster. And, and of course, they have the advantage of when you compare them, say, to Sporting Kansas City, to whom they're playing tonight, of using a lot more experienced players, the likes of whom we'll see very little time in, in MLS Next Pro next season when MLS is, is up and going. Not that nobody drops first-team players to play in MLS Next Pro. Sometimes you do to get a few minutes. Sometimes if a guy's working back from injury, in the way that you might see a AAA team used in baseball from time to time. But certainly City 2 has been used more that way this year then it probably will be in the future. But John Hackworth is the coach, and, and he brings a ton of experience uh, with, from his time with Louisville City in the USL Championship, which was an extraordinarily successful club. And City, too, has had a great season. And, and an opportunity tonight, even though they're coming off back-to-back losses, still with a win in regulation and things falling right, they could clinch the number one seed in the Western Conference. With a win in regulation, no matter what else happens elsewhere, if they get those full three points, they will clinch a home game next week to start uh, the playoffs as one of the uh, as the number two seed at minimum, if not the number one of the four teams in the Western Conference going to the playoffs. So a lot on the line for them tonight, and and uh, the third and final edition of the season and tune up, if you will, of this uh, I-70 rivalry in the in the Show Me State between uh, Kansas City and St. Louis before we get it going for real in MLS next season. Yeah, I don't think people uh, realize how much fun maybe that's going to be. You've got, the, as you mentioned, Sporting KC. You've got uh, the team in Chicago as well when we're talking about MLS. You've got a lot of regional. You've got the team in Nashville that's been very successful. So it's going to be a lot of fun come 2023, February, when uh, everything gets going MLS-wise. But the support, as I'm sure is not surprising to you, Nate, uh, for this team and for the, the next pro team has been outstanding as expected. Certainly. I think, uh, you know, you know as well as I do, Joe, that this is a, a market that has been crying out for Major League Soccer for a long time. And I think that uh, that glaring hole that there was no top level professional soccer in St. Louis only became more obvious when the Rams departed. And I'm really, really excited to finally fill that hole going forward and, and get a chance to see St. Louis embrace this team in the way that you and I both know that they will and the way that they already have even before getting to MLS. Obviously, uh, some disappointment that uh, in the end, because of a, an unrelated construction uh, accident adjoining next to the stadium, they're not going to be able to have uh, folks, uh, not going to be able to have this game in Centene Stadium as the sort of unveiling of the, of the new stadium tonight. But the upside of that is if you didn't have tickets, you don't need them anymore. Uh, Six o'clock at, uh, at SIUE this evening and, and no tickets. It's free admission for everybody. So we're expecting a a lot of folks to come out. They've got pregame tailgating set up, all of that. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere and a way to send City 2 into the playoffs on the right note. It's going to be perfect weather, I think. That is, uh, it was a little bit rainy this morning. I just walked out uh, during the news and saw that the sun is shining. Uh, Nate, what any, any big plans kind of on the broadcast? I, I assume you're going to have a little fun with this tonight and, and let folks know, you know if they're not there, what they're missing, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're hoping to really feature the supporters section. I think that's something to be excited about and and something that maybe people who don't know very much about professional soccer will be surprised by. It's one of those things where I think even if you're not somebody who spends a lot of time watching soccer on TV, it's worth coming out to experience at least one game live and see maybe if it's a little bit different experience in person, because uh, sort of in the way that hockey can be different in person, that it feels too fast sometimes watching on TV, maybe you can't follow. 
soccer can feel a little bit slow on TV until you see it in person and you can hear the fans and how engaged they are, the banging on the drums and the singing along and the motivating of the players, see the entire field out in front of you and some of the strategy that goes into that. I think, I think soccer is a completely different experience in person. And uh, I have no doubt that's one of the good things about St. Louis. Like we talked about the way St. Louis supports their own. I think uh, just about every casual fan, even non-sports fan in this town will give them at least one chance. And I think uh, if you come out to one game, I think you might be tempted to come to a few more. Well, Nate Gatter, thanks so much for taking some time. You and I have known each other uh, a while. It's good to catch up. It's going to be great to hear you tonight on this uh, broadcast, St. Louis City 2 and Sporting KC 2. Have some fun tonight, uh, wishing for a win, and uh, certainly we'll be listening tonight. Certainly we will do our best. We'll uh, hope for a win, and I can promise we will have some fun no matter what. Thanks a lot, Joe. That is Nate Gatter. He'll be on the call tonight. It's St. Louis City 2 final regular season game. It's a 545 pregame here on Camo X, and then it's a 6 o'clock kickoff. We will uh, switch gears. We'll go back to a little golf when we come back out of this next break. Tom Ackerman will visit with Nick Ragone. They'll look back at the Ascension Charity Classic. It's sports on a Sunday morning. Joe Pot from the Stiefel Sports Studio at Bush Stadium. We're back after this on Camo X. It's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning continues from the Stiefel Sports Studio. I'm Tom Ackerman, joined by Ascension's Nick Ragone. Their executive vice president is already thinking about 2023, but let's celebrate with him 2022. Nick, thanks for being with us. The Ascension Charity Classic, I'm assuming, by all accounts, was a grand success. It was. You know, our first year last year was pretty special, and I thought, how are we going to top that? And this year, we went from special to magical. This week was, you know, Century Charity Classic Week was magical, starting off uh, on Tuesday with our, our pairings party and then our pro-ams on Wednesday and Thursday. And then uh, Friday, Saturday, to Sunday, I mean, had the field that we had, the leaderboard with Stricker, Harrington, uh, Bernard Longer in the hunt. And then our legends on Saturday was just amazing, having uh, Captain O'Reilly out there that who couldn't have been more gracious and charming with fans and Coach Berube and Ozzy and our legends, Nancy Lean Hale. I mean, it was truly amazing. The weather cooperated, you know, got a little misty on Sunday morning and rained overnight. And Mike Nolan and his team did a great job getting the course ready for Sunday. And the heavens opened up. It was beautiful. The sun came out and we had a fantastic finish and a great champion. You do. Padraig Harrington is a great champion. He's still one of the great golfers on this planet, really. I mean, he played a tremendous round of golf on Sunday to finish off 14 under for the championship, Nick. Yeah, I mean, Padraig has options. He could still play regularly on the PGA Tour Champions or DP World Tour. His ball speed is 180 miles an hour. To put that in context, I mean, average tour pros at 172. So if this guy was on the tour, he'd be above average long. And if you saw him out there, and I saw him a little bit, he is physically impressive. He dominated Norwood. I mean, uh, out driving everybody. And he's going to be a great champion. You know, David Thomas was an awesome first champion for us. He couldn't be better. And to go uh, to have Padraig, who's the most dominant player right now on Champions Tour and a big personality, very ingratiating, charming, to be our second champion. It validates, by the way, Norwood. You know, you had Hogan in 48, uh, Trevino in 71, Littler in 72, David Toms last year, now Padraig Harrington. 
all major winners, all great ball strikers. Yeah, Harrington is a three-time major champion. He won the Open twice, won back-to-back Opens, actually. Won the PGA Championship the same year that he won the Open. That was in 2008. He tied for fifth at the Masters in 08. Uh, he's had a top five finish at the U.S. Open. What does that mean to you to have that year-round publicity, too? And, and how do you go about that heading into year three? Yeah, you know, we uh, we were blessed. Um, year one, we had a great field. Year two, this year, we had the strongest field outside the majors, eight of the top ten Schwab Cup leaders. And I have um, the best players playing their best golf at Norwood. You know, Harrington, Longer, Stricker, Ernie Els was up there. Uh, Y.E. Yang was up there, all major winners. Uh, even John Daly played well on the first day. But to have Podrick Harrington, who's clearly the most dominant golfer right now, I think with Stricker, uh, PGA Tour champions, uh, as our champion, again, it, it just kind of validates this is now an elite event, Tom. This is in year two, the PGA Tour has already said, we're the most charitable tournament uh, PGA Tour champions after two years, mind you. And now to have it be an elite event with two elite winners, I mean, you couldn't, if you scripted out the first two years of playing this event, I, I just don't think you could script it any better. And, and now we have a lot of momentum going into next year being truly an elite event on PGA Tour champions and being able to expand on our success. You also added the APGA event at Glen Echo, which I know was very important to the entire package. I had Jeff Smith on the show, this show last week, talking about Normandy and all the things that you're doing to help with that effort, Jack Nicholas and that group. North County is changing. Just how, how are you going about this and what do you see in the future you know north county has a chance to be kind of an epicenter of golf in our region which is extraordinary when you step back and think about it. you have norwood historic course 48 pj you have glen echo which very historic course first olympics golf 1904 now normandy which is the oldest, oldest public course west of the mississippi we were thrilled the apga was a huge success and thank you to the glen echo membership they are truly engaged and special and take great pride and our winner of that is going to get access, a uh, sponsor's exemption into Worldwide's Mayakoba event on the PGA Tour in the fall. And we've also announced a while ago we're an investor in the Normandy redesign. It's important, Tom, for uh, golf in North County to remain affordable and accessible in public. And at the elite ranks, you know, we had Tim O'Neill, who's been a stalwart on the APGA for years, make his Champions Tour debut at the Charity Classic. And, by the way, he finished T30 very well, very impressive. But it's important at the professional ranks to make golf more diverse and inclusive. Uh, and St. Louis is leading that way, and we should all feel proud of that. Now looking ahead at the PGA Tour coming to St. Louis in 26, the BMW Championship, the President's Cup in 2030, some big events coming up. I mean, how big could the Ascension Charity Classic get? I mean, there is still some growth out on the course. The build-out continues to improve. I mean, how big are your eyes getting here? Yeah, they get bigger and bigger. And this year, the build-out went to the whole back nine. And I finally had a chance to watch the replay on Golf Channel last night. I've I've been busy sleeping. But uh, (laughs) the back nine looked amazing. The whole build-out, the roars, the sound of the roars. I mean, if you didn't know any better, it was a PGA Tour event. And so to now, you know, a couple years ago, Tom, the PGA Tour had no – they had no presence in St. Louis because the PGA of America ran Bell Reeve in 2018. But the PGA Tour had no presence. And then they got the Charity Classic now, the BMW in 26, and the President's Cup in 30. It went from nothing to three properties. And I believe St. Louis is the only market in the country that has three PGA Tour properties. So that that's pretty impressive. Uh, the PGA Tour sees what we see, which is uh, golf in St. Louis is really, really special. 
And so we're excited. You know, next year we're already looking at some big things for our Legend Saturday. You know, we can't announce it yet, but I'll announce it here at some point. It's going to be very cool. And then we're also looking at maybe adding a concert next year, which I think I've been talking to our good friend Ron K. at Stiefel. I think uh, year three, a a concert celebrating uh, such a charity classic week would be a really cool thing to do. Ron Krzyzewski, the talk of the Legends Challenge, rolling in birdie putts. I mean, the guy was unreal. I, I tell you, I, I told him publicly and privately, uh, he might have played the best, given, you know, he's he's not a golfer. He might have played the best of all the legends. I mean, he rolled, even the putts he missed, they, he rolled them better than really all the legends. I mean, he is truly, he stepped up. I mean, it was fun to see his enthusiasm. His teammates loved him. And Captain O'Reilly, I mean, boy, could that guy hit it if the hockey thing doesn't work out. On 18, you know, he nearly drove the green. I mean, he hit it about 330 yards dead center, showed no signs of nerves, even though he claimed that he was a little bit nervous, uh, and had a lot of fun. You know, on Saturday, he came out, and Nancy Lopez came out on Sat on Sunday. Excuse me, on Sunday, they both came out just to watch, just to watch more golf. I had a chance to walk a few holes with Captain O'Reilly. That was a lot of fun. And Nancy came out on Sunday just to watch. But that tells you a lot when they want to come out and just be a part of the action. David Freeze played in the Pro-Am with us on Thursday. He told me that he was nervous four months prior when I asked him to play in it. He told me also that it was a feeling that he missed, being nervous and anxious. He said, it's the first time I played in front of a crowd since I retired. He played well. I, I think I was more concerned with shooting golf happy hour than actually shooting a low score. Uh, so my golf was kind of average. But I'll never forget the first tee shot, ever. I mean, hitting a 7-iron and sticking it on the green on 10 on my first hole after my name was announced is something I'll never forget. I mean, those are uh, – so playing in a pro-am is really special. And I think people that played them get it. Like, you get your name announced – uh, there's people, there's galleries there. In your case, having freeze there added pressure because I saw him signing autographs on every hole. And by the way, congrats on piping it on the first hole. That's not easy. But, you know, for us who we don't play professional golf, to have a little taste of kind of that first tee jitters with a gallery and having your name announced, and it really makes what the PGA Tour Champions is special for, which is those little moments where you can't do that in any other sport. Like, you and I aren't going to go play shortstop tomorrow night, but you could be in the ropes playing with the best in the world and having that feeling. It's pretty It's pretty cool. It was awesome. We had the two-time U.S. Open champion, Lee Jansen. He'll be part of a golf happy hour that we're going to release here in the coming weeks, as well as some other very special guests. Nick Ragone of Ascension has been with us on Sports on a Sunday morning. Thanks for all that you do for the St. Louis community. It was a great week. It was, Tommy. I appreciate it. Thanks for your leadership, too. Already thinking about 2023. Let's go. We're looking forward to it. Sports on a Sunday morning continues with Joe Pot right after. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To this. Now, the John Mazalock Conversation on KMOX. Sponsored by your Gateway Acura dealers, Munkadass St. Louis Acura, and Frank Lita Acura on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Joe Pod back inside the Stiefel Sports Studio here at Bush Stadium in for Tom Ackerman this Sunday. And as always on Sports on a Sunday morning here at 1130, we are pleased to be joined by the Cardinals president of baseball operations. He is John Mosellock. And Mo, as I as I ask uh, Oliver Marmel this morning, it's, it's always nicer and easier to wake up on a Sunday morning following a two win Saturday, isn't it? <laughs> Certainly helpful, yes, yes, and obviously, uh, you know, really exciting times at the ballpark right now, and to see that crowd yesterday during the the twelve fifteen game was really amazing, given it was a, a makeup game or a rescheduled game, and and so, but the vibe here has been been super fun, and and to get out of uh, yesterday really with uh, having both starters go eight innings, and then to come out of that with two wins is is, is amazingly helpful, but. Um, you know, something that was really exciting to be a, to be a part of down here yesterday. Take me back to Wednesday night because that was another night exciting to be a part of with Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright making their 325th start together. Um, just talk about the significance of that. And, and again, I asked Oliver Marmel about this, and so many people have said that this is, this is almost maybe an unbreakable record. It certainly feels that way. Yeah, it really does. And it's, it's, it's something like when you when you look at like just what that history means and, and you really reflect back on on how does something like this even happen? Um, obviously, you have two players that that from when they begin their careers to when they're likely going to end it, they're paralleling each other really on all phases, and then it really is something that's a reflection of of, of health, right? Because if you're not healthy, you, you you don't have the longevity. It's it's also about being a performer, meaning you're having success. And I think it's also about team success because all of those combinations help keep these guys together. In other words, they didn't go out to seek free agency. They weren't looking to join another organization. So you think about all these factors that, that go into it. It's so rare. It, it, and to, when someone says it's probably doubtful it'll be broken, I, I'd be shocked if it ever is. John Mozalak with us here on Sports on a Sunday morning. And, and you mentioned already Dakota Hudson in his outing and, and Jose Quintana both throwing eight innings yesterday. But when you think about somebody like a Dakota Hudson and you see him go down and do his work and, and come back full on prepared to perform, 
Um, and there's an interesting side to this in in my mind, and I'll let Tom Ackerman hash out the new rules with you on a later Sunday date. But one of those new rules that is coming in to Major League Baseball is the pitch clock, which, of course, we've been told is helping the pace of games. But Dakota Hudson specifically cited that as helping him kind of achieve a better pace to his game as well. Yeah, it's sort of funny because when he went down there, we, we sort of talked about, hey, just know that you got you have a pitch clock. And because I think his pace has been somewhat um, of, of a focus for us this year. And I, I think when he moves at a quicker pace, he tends to be more successful. And look, he's a pitcher that, that gets the ball in play. He's a pitcher that gets a lot of ground balls. And when you keep your defense engaged, you have to do it at a pace where they're not standing around. So I think you couple those factors in, it's really important for him to improve his pace uh, in terms of pitching. And so when he was down in Memphis, he had two outings down there. Both were very successful. Both were with the clock. And when he returned, I was asking him about it, and he he definitely mentioned that he thought it it was something that helped him. Um, Obviously, you don't want to focus solely on the clock. you got to stick to your game plan and, and and know how you want to go about getting hitters out. But I do think it was something that we were all encouraged to see because next year it's going to be real. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a, a new look on, on how Dakota goes about his job. So I think yesterday was a sneak peek at that, and it was really great to see the success he had. And you've got some flexibility now, specifically in that rotation, not just with Dakota Hudson, but we saw Steven Matz return last night. He picked up a win in that 11-inning game. So a little bit of of flexibility and uh, maybe some ease. Maybe it eases some things going through the last couple of weeks of the regular season as you build towards postseason. Certainly some options anyway in that rotation. Yeah, I think that's well said. You you know, as I sit here this morning in my office and looking at our roster and trying to, like, Think about what it's going to look like over the next few days versus you know what it really would look like if we got to October, and there's going to be you know some really tough decisions first off, and and more importantly, what you're hoping to see happen over the next uh, really two weeks there are guys starting to to position themselves to peak in terms of their performance, and so from a pitching standpoint, getting somebody like Stephen Matz back, if if he is right and he feels like uh, um, what he was like when he returned prior to the knee injury, you know, we do think he's going to be someone valuable, whether it's in the rotation or bullpen. But since we don't have time to build him up for the rotation, it's going to have to be out of the bullpen. And so hopefully he can mm-hmm. make that adjustment and, and accept that role in the short term, knowing full well he'll be a starter next year. Uh, before we let you go, and we appreciate the time as always here on Sunday, John Mozeliak with us. Uh, can you give us an update uh, on Tyler O'Neill and or Jordan Hicks? Tyler O'Neill, um, you, you know, the good thing with position players is it is a 10-day IL, and it's not the 15 where, you know, when you put someone on that 15, you got to be sure it's going to be all 15. Mm-hmm. Um, in Tyler's case, I mean, anytime you're dealing with like, like a hamstring strain, you have to, to make sure you're patient with it. And you know, really, it was going to be where he'd probably likely miss three to four days. But when you think about the off day on Monday, really gearing up, having to play two yesterday, we just felt like it's in his best interest and the team's best interest. Let him take the break. Um, and then ultimately, when he hopefully he is off the, the IL after the 10, 11, or 12 days, sort of that time frame. So not overly concerned at the moment. Um, and then you asked about Hicks, correct? Yes, I did. Yep. Yep. So in Hicks's case... You know, dealing with a little bit of arm fatigue, nothing really specific, whether we're talking about elbow or shoulder. Um, 
you know, I think they're focused more on the shoulder area, but not overly concerned. But also a guy that wouldn't have been able to pitch yesterday, probably not today. And rather than try to like push him through something and then possibly, you know, risk October, we'd rather put him in a position to where he's returning so he can go full throttle in October. John Mosellock, always appreciate the time. As you mentioned, these are some fun times here at Bush Stadium. There was better than 48,000 in the house last night. I expect this afternoon to have another big crowd. Uh, we know already that Albert Pujols will be in the lineup. So, again, I appreciate the time on a game day, as always, on Sports on a Sunday Morning. Good to hear from you, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. All right. Thank you. Be well. That is John Mosellock, the Cardinals, president of baseball operations, with us here on Sports on a Sunday Morning. We've got just a little bit more time here from the Stiefel Sports Studio at Bush Stadium. I'm Joe Pott, in for Tom Ackerman, and Sports on a Sunday Morning continues after this on KMOX. It's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday Morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It is the legendary sports on a Sunday morning. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman this week. I'm at Bush Stadium as we get ready for the Cards and the Reds coming up here this afternoon from Bush Stadium. Cards trying to win four out of five in this series. Finish off this homestand in style. We've got just a little bit of time left here on our program. Before we get into Cardinals programming today, let's, uh, in fact, tell you about the lineup, which just hit that I just saw anyway. We couldn't get a sneak peek from the Cards manager, but we've got it now. And uh, it is Brendan Donovan at third base, leading off. Corey Dickerson will play in left field at se- uh, hitting second. Albert Pujols in the lineup, starting at first base. He hits third. Nolan Arenado is the DH, and he cleans up. Then it's Alec Burleson in right field. Lars Newtbar is in center field. Yadier Molina behind the plate, catching, hitting seventh. Nolan Gorman hits eighth. He's at second base, and Paul DeYoung is at short. He'll hit ninth. So, a couple of guys out of the lineup, but you expect that, of course. This has been a long week, certainly with the doubleheader yesterday, but there is no Paul Goldschmidt, no Tommy Edmond. Now, that's not to say you won't see them uh, coming off the bench at some point uh, during this game, but they are not in the starting lineup. But you do have Yadier Molina back in the starting lineup uh, and Albert Pujols back in the starting lineup. The Reds will have Jonathan India, Spencer Steer, Kyle Farmer, Aristides Aquino, Nick Senzel, Stuart Fairchild, Matt Reynolds, Jose Barrero, and Chucky Robinson. That's their starting lineup. They send the right-hander Luis Sessa to the hill tonight. The uh, Today, the Cardinals will counter with the left-hander Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery's 8-4 overall with a 3-2 ERA. And uh, I mentioned this uh, when I was talking to the Cards manager earlier this morning, Oliver Marmel. And if you missed it, by the way, you can use the uh, Odyssey app and rewind back to just about 11.15, a little bit after 11.15 today. But I was talking to him about wanting to see Jordan Montgomery after kind of a hiccup, a little bit of a rough start his last time out. And I was excited to see what he brings here in this sort of bounce back start. And Oliver Marmel mentioned that his guys have done that all year long, that they have been that 
bounce back. They don't let too much get to them, carry it over. They use what they can, learn from it, and move on. So that last start came against Milwaukee at the start of this homestand, five innings, six runs in, in that one, and it was his first loss in a Cards uniform this year. So, again, interested to see how he bounces back, what he does. It's going to be hard to follow what the two guys did yesterday, Dakota Hudson and Jose Quintana, both making eight-inning starts yesterday afternoon. Uh, yesterday afternoon and evening as the Cards sweep that doubleheader from the Reds. So if they can get something close to that, they're going to be in really good shape. Keep in mind, tomorrow is an off day. And that also is, by the way, why you set, sit a guy like Paul Goldschmidt today or Tommy Edmond. You have the opportunity to get them back-to-back off days. In fact, Goldschmidt got it on Sunday and Monday of this past week as well. So trying to keep him as fresh as possible uh, going down the stretch and getting into that uh, final push for the postseason. We know it is with, uh, well, it's most likely, I should say, it is certainly not guaranteed, but it is most likely that the Cardinals are going to win the National League Central Division. They will at least have the number three seed in the National League. They are pushing, and they have made no secret about the fact they are looking at that number two seed as well, of course, which would get them a buy out of that first round series as it stands right now they would play that first round wild card series it would be all three games here at bush stadium as the higher seeded team but if you can get past that if you do not have to play those first three games that's even better so that is certainly what the cardinals are shooting for in this one Um, but at least right now we know that there is a really good chance that they are going to be uh, the number three seed and they are going to be the national league central division champions Uh, here for 2022 so whatever you can do to prepare this club and get this club in its best shape possible as you get close to the end of the regular season and you get close to the start of the postseason that's what you want to do and I think that's what you're seeing now as you see some guys in and out of the lineup and not everybody's starting every single day back to back to back because there isn't a need for that and quite frankly, the cards are deep enough right now that they are winning games even when some of these guys are out, right? They came back last Sunday against the Pittsburgh Pirates with neither Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt in the lineup, and they still managed to come from behind and beat the Pittsburgh Pirates last week on the road. They scored four times in the ninth inning. So they're a deep enough team that they can do just fine even when some of those superstars are taking a break. As we finish things up here on a Sunday morning, I do want to get back to Tom Ackerman, who visited a little bit earlier on with Curtis Francois, the owner of Worldwide Technology Raceway, and they have got a uh, special announcement to confirm. We can now say it officially. The NASCAR Cup Series is coming back to Worldwide Technology Raceway as the Enjoy Illinois 300. Part 2, Season 2. Track owner Curtis Francois is with us. Worldwide Technology Raceway was amazing. Really was. The first weekend of June was memorable, wasn't it? It was one for the ages, without a doubt. Uh, If you're a motorsports fan or just a casual fan, you were treated to something on June the 5th, the likes of which we've never seen before. The great thing is is we're doing it again next year, so it's going to be a tremendous opportunity to come out and see all the cars, all the stars, from NASCAR. And when I say the Enjoy Illinois 300, that means the state of Illinois is back in. The state of Illinois tourism, Ticket Smarter, Worldwide Technology, those three and many of your sponsors connecting with the community. 
Yeah, all of our sponsors are back for uh, 2023. I mean, they really had such a great time connecting with their with their customers and with the communities at that race. I think it really was a great surprise to all of them that uh, there was just this opportunity to connect not only with the fans, the community, but also the drivers and to get engaged uh, with their customers in a great atmosphere for doing business. Well, you had fans all right. You sold it out. The fans came out in droves. They were loud, Curtis. I mean, they responded. They were out there having a good time. The fans showed up in droves. Um, it was amazing to see, for the first time ever, a sellout at Worldwide Technology Raceway. It's many, many years of racing there, but finally to see a sellout was something that was just epic, and I think that sets the stage for this next decade of development in racing. Fans come out. They really enjoy. Uh, they were cheering. They were, they were just engaging with the drivers in the midway in different spots. Just created an opportunity for memories that last a lifetime. Did you feel like in NASCAR's eyes that it validated us as a racing town or maybe in a broader scope, the Midwest as a racing region? Well, I think without a doubt that um, we didn't know until race day uh, how our track was going to race. But not only did it validate the racetrack, not only did it validate um, the, the community as a racing community, it showed the entire racing world that there's something special going on in the St. Louis region. When you come to the racetrack, you're going to see great racing. You're going to see fans that are engaged. And you're going to be seeing families that are really doing something special as they get to interact with their kids and uh, experience something new. So we really anticipate that 2023 is going to be bigger and better. We'll continue to do infrastructure and fan-facing improvements as we uh, work through uh, all the plans for 2023. But I can tell you what, I fully intend to deliver another sellout June 3rd and June 4th of 2023. Do you have ticket holders already making deposits? Absolutely. Uh, there's been a long list of uh, people that have said, count me in for 2023. I'll be there whenever the date is. So now they know that the date is going to be June 4th of 2023. And there are a lot of layers to this. There's an ability to go see the race with your friends, or if you own a business, you're one of your corporate supporters, you can create a VIP experience for yourself, your colleagues. How is that going? Well, that's great. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's something that um, really opened the eyes of many of the corporations here in the St. Louis region of how you can utilize this event to promote business within your own company. So whether it's the VIP experiences, the chance to interact with customers, uh, it really creates just a great opportunity to engage. And so with that interest, we really feel like that in 2023 that most of our corporate opportunities will sell out. Uh, there's been a lot of momentum in that already, so I would encourage anyone to, uh, to reach out that's interested now uh, because the best opportunities will, will certainly be spoken for. Same thing for fans. It's time uh, for fans to make sure that they're thinking about their plans. Now get that date set on your calendar and get your tickets bought because I would suspect that we're going to be sold out again next year. First weekend in June. Here we are sitting in September, so you have a little bit of breathing room to do what you want to do. But that said, if you're a fan, you probably should try to snap those up now. Absolutely. It's, it's time to get moving on that for 2023. It's hard to think that far out many times, but I think you're going to see that uh, the first year was spectacular. But believe it or not, I think we're going to surpass what we did in, in 2023. 2022 was so good. Uh, and by the way, 
We're also seeing our NHRA event getting close to a sellout for the Saturday coming up here at the end of September. So hopefully that momentum carries right on through into 2023. A lot of fun to think about, and it will be here before we know it. The Enjoy Illinois 300 NASCAR Cup Series here to stay in St. Louis at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Curtis Francois has been with us on KMOX. We appreciate it. Great to be with you, Tom. Good to hear from Curtis Francois. Good to hear from Tom Ackerman. Appreciate that. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here on a Sports on a Sunday morning. Uh, we'll wrap things up here. I will uh, have you back for just a little bit of time after the news here at 12 o'clock. And then we'll get into our Cardinals pregame show coming up at 1220 today. Of course, all of the uh, normal things that you expect on a Cardinals pregame show. We'll hear from the Cards manager, Oliver Marmel, again. We'll hear from uh, Mike Claiborne and John Rooney as they'll call the game here this afternoon as the Cards try to wrap things up with uh, this series with the Cincinnati Reds. My thanks to everyone who has joined us here on this uh, Sports on a Sunday morning. Oliver Marmel, Chris May from St. Louis University, Josh Yarrow, the captain of St. Louis City 2. That game tonight, 6 o'clock. You can hear it here on X beginning at 545. Thanks to Nate Gatter for joining. He'll call that game tonight. Nick Rigone, John Mozalak, Curtis Francois, of course, and Tom Ackerman, as always. James O'Sullivan back in the studio behind the board Appreciate it as always, James. Sports on a Sunday morning here on KMOX. Joe Pot filling in for Tom Ackerman. We'll talk to you just for a little bit right after the noon news. Thanks for joining us here for this one from Bush Stadium. I'm Joe Pot, and this is your home for Cardinals baseball, KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.